this is a Not Just A Guy production. Let me talk at ya. Welcome back to Not Just A Guy, the show about struggling and storytelling from a struggling storyteller. That aforementioned storyteller is myself, your host, Not Just A Guy, the guy, Garrett Briones. We are coming hot off of our inaugural episode. That episode is episode zero. And the reason why that episode last week was episode zero was I recorded that bad boy all the way back in February. I thought the podcast was going to be started way back when. And the reason why it it didn't, let's just kind of jump right into it. I hope you enjoyed that first episode. If this one's your first one, basically the show is just all about my journey, my guest journey, which I'm hoping in the next few episodes I can bring on some guests. Um, But it's just talking about the struggles that we go through to be a filmmaker, be an artist, you know, get our art featured in a gallery, get our book published, you know, whatever kind of storyteller you are, I am a filmmaker, and it's about the struggles that we face week to week, month to month, year to year. This show is a living document for myself, for guests. I, my my dream is to have like a guest come on, and then maybe in a year or a year and a half, two years, they come back on, and we talk about how their career has gone since the last time we saw them, how, how many projects have we gotten off the grounds, things like that. And for me, it's different for me because since I'm the host, it's going to happen every week. I'm going to talk about projects I'm working on, if how they're going, how they're not going, what what's coming to fruition, what isn't coming to fruition, things like that. That's what the show is. It's about the struggles that we go through to get our art realized. Maybe someone can learn from it. Maybe someone can see the path I take and go the complete opposite of it and I wouldn't blame someone so we're we're going through that we're trying to figure that out but yeah I was very happy with that first episode as I said it was recorded all the way back in February that was originally supposed to be episode one and then I had an episode two but honestly just too much time I I liked my first initial episode one that I I wanted to keep it and release it I I felt like I needed to uh, you know just kind of scrap what was going to be the second episode and catch up now to where I am now because a lot has changed from when I recorded that episode to now. Obviously, one of the big ones being all the the strikes that are going on uh, that in Hollywood and I that you know the WGA fully, fully, fully support that. And I'll get into that a little bit more just here in a bit. That's probably one of the bigger things I'm going to talk about today. But myself in that first episode, I mentioned a lot uh, having a job, and I have not had that job since March third. And at the time of recording this, it is July. And the, honestly, that that leaving that job was a big step in my storytelling career. Uh, honestly, it, because um, I, I think I had mentioned last last uh, last episode that you know I was working in an equipment center. I was working at my old college equipment center. That job was. I really needed that job when I got it. I I had just moved back down here. Um, you know, I knew I wasn't going to be making any headway at all if I just the longer I stayed back in my hometown where I had to relocate to during the height of COVID. Um, and so at the end of 2021, I knew when 2022 started, I I needed to move back. I needed to get down back down to LA and, or at least the LA area and get back on the saddle. Basically, you know. I missed out on making my my thesis film, as I mentioned last week, and it was very hard back when I was back home to see everybody that I went to school with really getting their starts and, you know, having that that FOMO. And I think that the biggest hurdle to getting, you know, I I had saved up so much money when I was working at, at Lowe's back home and you learn very quickly how fast that money goes, especially when you're paying Los Angeles rent. I moved down 
to LA. I was I had a pretty good setup, and you know, for a few months there, I was I was jobless. No one, you know, everyone was hiring, but no one wanted to hire. And then this opportunity came up to work at my school, and honestly, when I got the job, it was. It was the ideal job. It was down the street from me. It was like, you know, or like 10, 10 or so, maybe 15 minutes on a bad traffic day. It was, you know, it paid well, 40, 40 guaranteed hours a week. It was working with film equipment. It was working uh, in the company of filmmakers and young up and coming filmmakers and working alongside the people that taught me. It was it was a very interesting gig. And there was a portion of time where I, I absolutely it was perfect. Everything was perfect. I was working there with one of my friends at the time, and uh, it it was just it, everything fell into place. The job did take up a lot, you know, it took up four forty hours a week, and and so I, my storytelling started to take a little bit of a hit while I was working there. But I did have times where I could work on scripts, and then there was a brief period where I was unemployed, uh, just some some you know just some change ups. I was I was let go just because of you know um, some things that need to be cut back. Uh, I'm not gonna get into details and then I was brought back uh thankfully last summer I was brought back the friend I was working with uh we we went our separate way but it was really hard from about I would say July of last year to honestly till like October um I felt like so many times I was writing scripts and then you know metaphorically crumpling them because I was writing on my computer metaphorically crumpling them up and throwing them out and I think I repeated that process so many times. I would pick a project. Okay, this is the one I'm going to do. No, actually, it's not. This is the one I'm going to do. Okay, actually, no, it's not. And I just repeated that process and repeated that process. And it was no good work was being done. But I did have ideas that I was thinking about. I mentioned this last week, but it's weird for me to say that because I actually mentioned that months ago. But I, uh, my friend Johnny Rome, they suggested that I turn a lot of the ideas I had into an audio drama because... The biggest thing that was holding me back was budget and crew and sets and things like that. The, you know, money I just did not have, resources that were not available to me. I fully, it's about November, I really started to get into that idea. And now we are here at July. Um, and as far as the audio drama goes, I have eight scripts written. Each quote unquote season is about six episodes. I have a full season written and I have two, uh, two episodes because of how our production schedule sort of looking, uh, cause we haven't many, we haven't even started production yet on the first season, but we have a little bit of a, a little bit of delay till we can start that production. I just have decided to go ahead and start writing the next season, uh, just because I have the, the time. While I'm still, you know, working on the first and polishing and things like that, I just wanted to go ahead and start this next batch because I figured I have the time. I'm in the, I'm, you know, I'm in the the, the zone. I guess you know, I'm I'm really I'm really into the project, and I it, I have very amb- ambitious plans for it. I'm not gonna not gonna reveal them all right now, but for me, it could go on for a good little while. And I, I know where the whole thing goes to give a little more detail without giving anything else. It is an anthology, or at least that's how it seems. I'll I'll say it like that. And there is a lot, there's a lot that goes into that. I'll say that. And I'll say that to anybody, you know, I, I have my way of writing an anthology and I have my way of writing an audio drama. I I've taken notes. I've taken, I've read, I read an audio drama. I've taken notes on People talking about how to write audio dramas, things like that. Weirdly, I haven't listened to any, and I know that's that's kind of weird. But I just I have, and I do plan to before we get fully into production. You would think that I would have listened to some before I started writing one, but weirdly, I haven't. And it, 
I can't really pinpoint why. I don't know if it's because I don't want... I don't know. I, I've been trying to rack my brain around why I haven't just sat down and listened to any when I started to work in that that format. It, it, I'm still trying to unlock that secret myself a bit. But yeah, I just... I, I've gone... It, it's an anthology. It's horror. Horror, mainly. I don't know why I had such a hard time pronouncing that. It, it involves a lot of different things, and I'm hoping to feature a lot of my, my colleagues from, from school, and as well as people that I've never worked with before. I think we're really cooking up something fun. I, I think people... I think it, I think if it finds the right audience, it could really be something. I'm so immensely attached to it. There are literally... There's characters that I've written that I love, and that I... You know, I'd be remiss if something happened to them and their stories. Like, I, I've become so invested in them, but I know that for the good of the story, you know, whatever I feel about them can't really play into that. But that's kind of where I'm at with that. Going back to uh, the, the the job that I left, not to say, I mean, you know, I'm not here to bad mouth or anything. I would never do that. I, yeah, I left that job in March, and really, it, it I, I did really enjoy that job, but, and what I would want you to take away from this is just, if you, if you believe strongly about something, or if you feel like your concerns aren't being heard, or if you feel like you just, you can't get any positive work done in an environment, I think it, it is valid to take, take your time and really think about if ex, you know, if taking yourself out of that situation, extracting your extracting yourself out of that situation is going to be the best for you mentally. Because for me, it, it was getting to a point where I needed to take a step away, and you know, I I needed to reach out to. I reached out to a lot of people, you know, I reached out to, you know, I talked to my girlfriend, I talked to my best friend, I talked to uh, my my parents, and I really needed to get an idea of what is this going to mean for me, you know, because I'm already, you know, I'm not, I'm not making it big right now in Hollywood, you know, I'm not getting the, the big bags of cash, you know, and I already didn't have a ton of money to invest in projects, and if I were to step away from that job, I'd have even less, and... But I ultimately had to just look at the the bigger picture in the sense of like myself and my life and my my mental health and my my physical health and my just general well-being and it just wasn't none of those things were going to be serviced very well if I stayed where I was at and this isn't to attack anybody this isn't to say anything about the place as a whole I very much enjoyed my time there and it was an ideal job and it got me through some very, you know, rough patches, and I just, they're just, you come to a point eventually where you got to move on, you, you know, if, if you in the situation aren't clicking anymore, and it, it just isn't what's going to serve you or serve the place you're working for in the long run, eventually you just need to cut that tie. I, I was grateful for the opportunity, but it just wasn't going to serve me well in any way, shape, or form, or how I was feeling. So I left, and I have, I've done some freelance work here and there uh, since that, you know, just to keep the lights on. And, and, and what's been nice about that, and, and I kind of implore you, if you are able to land some kind of gig where you can almost make your own schedule in your storyteller I think that's honestly you know until you really are because the goal is obviously to get to a point where I'm being paid for my work and I'm not there yet and that's just 
that's just how the cookie crumbles. So the next best thing for me was finding something where I, I'm getting paid. I have money that I know is coming in every Friday, but I'm able to have more time to work on my scripts. You know, I can, I can go and work, but be done working by like, you know, two or three at the latest and come home, you know, or, or go work out and then come home and be able to write for an hour, two hours, three hours. And I, and I'll admit, you know, that's another struggle of being, of this is, it was it was hard when I had that other when I had the nine to five, but it, even in other ways, it's been hard with the the freelance. You know, not knowing where I'm going to work every day, so I have to make a wake up early to make a different commute, and then you know go and work out, and then after by the time I get actually home, there were nights where I was just like, you know, what? I'd rather just play Resident Evil Four, or you know, I'd rather just do this, or I'd rather just you know, watch a movie or things like that, where I had to admit to myself, you know, as much as I want to, to work on these things, it's, I'm almost, I was burning out in different ways and I had to learn how to manage that schedule. You know, I'm in a place now where things are a lot more, you know, it's the, it's the summer and, you know, some places are offering jobs, some places aren't my, the freelancing I was doing, it's, it's dried up a little bit at the, at the moment, but I'm still making it work. And, and I'm using I'm not just the thing I pride myself on and I would say to to consider and I and I have to have others telling me this all the time is I'm I may not have a job that I'm going and working at but I am working you know I'm 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 waking up I go and work out and then I sit down and I try and write and I'll you know to be honest again I there are days where I feel like I'm on Twitter more than I'm actually writing pages on my my computer or I'm on Instagram looking at stories more than I'm telling my stories. I'm trying to fix that, you know, cut back the screen time, especially, but um, it's hard when you aren't getting paid for what you're doing. But then that's when you remember that the reason why you're doing this isn't just to make mounds and mounds of cash or a mound or a half a mound of cash. You are doing this for the love, for the love of the game. You're doing this for the love of of storytelling, of artistry. That's that's what always, you know, even when I look at the bank account and it's dwindling, I remember that, you know, A, I am I'm not I'm actively looking for something, you know, to something to support me so I can continue to tell, you know, do my art on the side, but also that that this is work. Yes, you know, it'd be nice to have something that would pay, but I don't have that right now. But I I am keep I'm keeping on. Keep on, you know, I won't lie to you. It is, and I keep saying, which is what this show is about. It's about not not sugarcoating anything, not hiding. You know, it is a it is a hard way. It is hard to make it in this industry. You think of how many thousands of actors that you, you know, hundreds of thousands of actors that you see on screen. Think about the ones that don't ever get to make it to the screen. Think about the the names of screenwriters you see in in the credits, and think about all the screenwriters that never have their scripts picking up you know, picked up. Think about the directors that, you know, have, have never gotten to put their films on the big screen. Think about that. Cause I, I think about that. Cause I think about that quite often. I think about that all the time, but I just know that if I'm genuine, if I'm myself and I put my, my blood, sweat and tears into my projects that eventually, you know, I will make it to that point that I will not just be a guy. I will be the guy. That is where that moniker comes from. That is why I call myself that it is a a calling card. It is a rallying cry to myself that I don't want to just be a person. I want to be the person. And it's not even from a place of concession. Uh, maybe it's more so, or being conceited. It's maybe more so from a sense of confidence. 
And sometimes I lack that confidence. It is the idea of pushing yourself to be the not only the best version of yourself, but being the the person you're meant to be, that you are the marquee. You are the person that stands out because you are 100% you. That is what it means when I say I'm the guy. That is why the show is called Not Just A Guy. I mean, you could be not just a girl. You could be not just a person. You are the person. It is about pushing yourself to be that best version of you that will etch your name in history in, in whatever it is you do. It doesn't even have to be storytelling. It could be whatever it is. That That's where that comes from. It, it is to push myself to be my absolute best. That is why I call myself the guy, and that's why the show has its name. And something that, you know that is kind of related to related in the sense of how we tell stories especially in my industry the the writer strike the ongoing writer strike that you know when we had the you know we had the dga we you know the sag aftra one is you know they're still working things out there's an extension that is a whole uh you know big big different can of worms and you know i said at the top i fully 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 support the writers because when you really think about it, it with no script what's the story you're telling and no, you know, freaking AI can tell a story as beautifully and as personally and as original and creatively as a person or, or multiple people putting pen to paper, typing up a story, you know, typing up a script. You know, my, so many of my favorite movies would, would not exist if you just plug things into an algorithm. Because that's the thing with AI is people want to say it's the future and people want to, you know, hop at it. You know, I I was one of those people that did the AI you know, the pictures, you know, like where you like give them like a few pictures of you so they can make all those pictures of you. You know, most people know what I'm talking about where and everybody was posting them. I even did it too. But then I kind of, I was immediately over. I was like, okay, who cares? But that's the thing. And even with those is it was just aggregating other people's artwork and art styles and things like that. It was, it, you can't just expect that I'm going to put like action adventure and then plug in two actors or two character types. And it's going to give me a story that's as rich as like Indiana Jones and the last crusade. It's, it's not, it's, it's the reason why any film or any, any book or any TV show, any song, it means it, Jack Diddley squat is because it comes from the story it's from the heart of whoever wrote it even if it you know whether it's whether it makes you laugh it makes you cry it makes you feel sick to your stomach it's because it is a experience whether it's lived in or it is one that a, a person has researched it is it's real and AI it, it it's that it's almost like it's like almost any writing prompt that it you know that you give it and then it shoots out a story at you. It feels like you're reading Uncanny Valley, which is you know which the idea of the Uncanny Valley is like if someone made a lifelike human-looking like robot, you would look at it and your brain would go, "This looks like a human. I should believe this is a human." But there's something, there's some otherness. There's something off about it because it is not the thing that it's trying to emulate. That's how I feel when I see all these people trying to like exalt AI as the next coming of like the Messiah. And that this is going to be like, you know, people thinking that this is how they're going to fast track their, their way to stardom. But it's like, brother, man, you didn't, you didn't do anything. You just plugged into the freaking AI. 
you didn't do anything. You're like, get off your pedestal. And, and I think that there are value, you know, I think there will eventually be a value to AI in, in those different things. But when it comes to telling stories, you can, you can take the AI and you can, you can shove it, honestly, because it's, it's never in, you know, the, you even look at something like, Secret Invasion, you know, based on the Marvel comics and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I remember reading Secret Invasion back in 2007, 2008 as a kid. And you look at the, the art of Lanil Francis Yu, this beautiful art of the, the Avengers and the Scroll Infiltrators, all these things. And then you look at the opening credits of the Secret Invasion show, which are AI generated. And you you get the spiel, which, you know, which I, I don't want it to sound negative. I understand it. I understand what they're going for. I understand them saying the show's about imposters. The show is about things not being 100% right. This is about infiltration and things being off, things like that. I understand that. Fully understand it. That doesn't mean I necessarily have to enjoy it and i i think back to Lanil francis use um art for secret invasion i'm like okay well why couldn't this same thing be done with like an artist or a group of artists drawing it and kind of also ties into the theme of the show it's like okay so you want to use ai more because it's probably less people you have to pay i mean even those credits you know there were people credited like people did have to use the the AI, it was, it was a team, but just think about all the jobs you're, you are cutting out and is, and is it, is it to save money? It, you know, like, is that the reason, the main reason why people want AI, not because they think it's really gonna give authentic or interesting or new stories is it's just, oh, well, we can save money by having to pay less people to do this, you know, because if it's just that, then it's, it is a waste of time for for me. Like I have no interest in ever using it because I don't need it, and and that's not even to be conceited or to you know puff myself up. It's like like why would I want to just plug stuff into an algorithm and have it spit it out at me? What's the fun of telling that story? Like really, or or even if it's like you you did that and have it just be the baseline, what? Where's the fun in that? Where's the fun in developing the story? Where's the authenticity of bringing some of your own life experience to it? It boggles my mind. And and there's so many other things that it's not even just the AI of it all. Although that's a very scary thing. It's, you know, streaming. Streaming has opened up so many possibilities. Uh, you know, so many writers room, so many different job opportunities. People getting to tell their stories that they may have not gotten to in like network TV or even in some films. But then it's this other thing where it's like, okay, you give us this this beautiful art. You give us time of from your life to do this. And we are going to pay you the bare minimum. We are going to not give you any residuals. And we're just going to kind of let you flounder. You can give us some of the biggest successes, but we will not compensate you for it. And, and then the money just goes into the heads of studios. And it just goes into the CEOs at the top of these uh, these companies and it's like who does that incentivize who does that motivate who why why would i want to tell a story or why would i want to continue to work in a place where or work you know make work and make stories and help bring to life productions for places that i know aren't going to really truly value me i'm in this first and foremost to make tell my stories but i won't be able to tell my stories if i can't you know put a roof over my head food on my table and provide for the people I care about and that, you know, that rely on me. And I just, this just bullish nature. And especially when you see the amount of money 
the CEOs of these studios are making and the uh, and the CEOs of the companies and it's just like and then they do that and then they say just such like dismissive things about the strike or why people are striking where they just don't want to truly put their put themselves in the shoes of the people that are striking because they don't have to worry about that sort of thing because they are so on such a far different planet that they aren't they don't comprehend like we love telling these stories but why are we telling the stories that are making money that is going directly into your pocket when we're the ones who are struggling to even get these stories told in the first place there are people that are their main job is being a is being a writer and they're not making enough to make ends meet that they're having having to take out other jobs or they're having to so strategically make these these paychecks last between gigs because they're not going to get any additional compensation it, it is ridiculous and i i fully stand with everybody that is on the picket lines everyone that is on strike and i i hope for the absolute best outcome out of all this because it is ridiculous that people are people are putting their life into these stories and they aren't getting what they deserve for them it, and it, it just boggles my mind it and I, yeah i i fully stand in support and I really hope the best possible outcome comes to everyone who is fighting tooth and nail to have the right thing be done. What What is next? What is next for the podcast? What is next for the, the storyteller? Part of this is about we're seeing where we're going. We, you know, we're seeing where the, my journey is going, where my get, you know, I still don't have, I have some ideas of some guests lined up. I'm waiting. Some people are out of town. Some people are, you know, in the midst of, uh, productions. Some people are Comic Con is coming up soon. Uh, so some people I know are going to be going out to that. They're going, they, you know, focus very much on that. I'm hoping after Comic Con I can get them on. But as for me, well, one just trying to find maybe something a little more steady as a job. That's always nice. But uh, yeah, the big thing is the audio drama. That is trying. I, you know, I, I in a perfect, beautiful world, it would come out at the end of this year. Um. I, you know, I'm hoping, I, I would love for it to come out in the fall. Uh, a part of me was hoping maybe like right after summer it would come out, but um, it looks a little less likely, but I really want that project to to come to life uh, this year, especially in, in if I can finish the second season uh, before or as we're going into production on the first, I would like to do them back to back if possible so that at the start of next year, we could already have the season ready for next year. Uh, in a perfect world, again, the beauty of the audio drama format and and why I, when it was suggested to me, I was interested and now I'm just in love with and I I really think that there is so much untapped potential. I mean, there's there are quite a bit of, there's quite a few audio dramas if you really look out there and they have such a long history, you know, even something that, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I was fascinated by was uh, War of the Worlds. I, I read the book uh, version of War of the Worlds and I actually did the presentation on it in sixth grade just as the, the main hero in there. But you look at something like that, that that was so powerful that it made people think it would be, some people thought it was real. The, the power of that, the way it so vividly told its story and it got in the minds of people, it, they, they, it got in their heads and they, they made, they made the story that it was telling. So I, I'm just, I, and I love it because it's, you know, it's a lot of, um, a lot of Foley, uh, and a lot of sound effects and music and, and mood and tone. 
And really, one one person's interpretation of it could be different from another. It's like a book. It, it, it's like a book mixed with the the audio of a movie. That that's almost, at least that's how I've kind of approached it. Is that for me, this is a movie that you you're watching in your head. I want to give you I want to give you the the characters. I want to give you the music, all that, so that you can just be watching the movie in your head. Whether you're laying in bed listening to it, walking down the street, driving in your car working out, whatever. And that, that's why it, it, it utterly fascinates me. And I'll, you know, the thing about making an anthology, that's a, that's a big writing thing that I've had to really, I've really had to rack my brain around because a lot of my things have a beginning, middle and end. That that's the style of writing I've, I'm really used to. I haven't gotten really into serialized storytelling just yet, but so my, my experience has much more been with beginning, middle end. And it's interesting to do that with this because it's like it's a season but every episode is its own story its own world its own set of characters and there will probably be an overlap in and and actors that portray i i know that there's some characters i'm going to be portraying in it that are different there's there's one character in one episode there's a different character in a different episode and there's a different character in a different episode it, but it's it's interesting to have to you know it's like every every episode you know however long they they shake out to be there's some that are pre-polished pre-cuts you know things like that pre-revisions are about an hour long and um it's like writing it's like writing a mini movie you know even more they're longer the format is different than that of like um uh, the script for a short film so it is the length isn't one to one but uh they you know they're they're longer stories i feel like they feel more akin to like writing a feature, which I still have yet to do, which I, I've been trying to write my, my first feature. I've had the idea for years. I just haven't really, I, I started to write it a little bit last year, but that's when I was still sort of in that funk. So didn't fully, I, I'm going to have to revisit it and get back to it. I think I only got like maybe the opening scene. I don't even know if I finished the opening scene, but I think, so like every episode I kind of approach, it's like, I'm making a, a movie every every episode. It's like I have to get you into a whole new world, a whole new concept every episode. And that has been a fun challenge, not like a crazy, you know, sometimes I probably want to run my head through a wall, but I it's been a really fun challenge so far. That will fall under a being a not just a guy production. Everything, so the way it works for me is not just a guy, that's the brand. That is what, if you're listening to this on YouTube, that is what the you know the channel if you're listening to this or if you're listening to this or eventually watching which I'll get to that later on YouTube it the channel is not just a guy productions this will be on on the YouTube channel that will be the hub for for the podcast for short films uh for another short form informational series I'm working on that will be uh like a video uh sort of thing like short video uh short form content if you will but this podcast uh, you know and on, on the podcatchers it's just called not just a guy and up top you know you hear me say this is a not just a guy production this is a not just a guy production you know there there is production i'm talking into a microphone i'm looking at software it is edited by my wonderful editor emily cunningham uh we used kevin macleod's music which uh, you know i i got the the license for and this is a not just a guy production it is but it is also the flagship podcast which the audio drama will fall under being a not just a guy production whether that is also a co-production with with you know with 
John, you know, Johnny's producing. I don't if, whether we do it through Johnny's Johnny's banner as well. If we do it as a co-production, I'm, I mean, I'm all for that. But um, this is yeah, this is not just a guy production. That will be all my short films. You know, my upcoming ones will be not just a guy productions. You can find those on the the YouTube channel uh, and any other fun things. And and hopefully soon, I I consider doing it for this episode, but just more of a timing thing uh kind of eliminated that possibility but i'm hoping in the next couple of episodes we I, that on the youtube channel there will be video available that that there i mean at the moment there is a video aspect to it but that you will see my beautiful handsome face that is a hope of mine is that within the next two or three you will see uh, we will have that video because i know some people just want to stare at a face talking so i'm hoping to do that soon as far as short films go i have a script for one written that is very low budget but it's a lot of fun and i'm hoping i can get that that done before we go into production on uh the audio drama because and it would be it's a a remake of the the short i briefly mentioned last week that uh, that uh that emily and i made and that one of my friends um he had edited um a friend at the time he he had edited it which is just a fun sort of thing that was kind of the the substitute for my thesis film uh so we want to make this on a little bit of a bigger budget a little more time given to it a little more tweaking of the tone just having fun with it you know but but making just because i want to make something and i you know just well you know it doesn't need to be the most polished thing doesn't need to have the biggest crew just something fun uh and that would live on the the channel once it is once we figure out what we're doing with it those are the audio drama and the short are the the next productions um that i'm working on and in pot in that short form short the short form video uh content i guess uh, i'm working on that too i'm hoping that we can have that up there as well uh, if you, i i think I'll, i will start linking the youtube channel in the um the audio links on all the podcatchers and uh you can find it there uh i hope whether you're listening i i appreciate whether you watch a show on youtube or you listen to it on whatever podcatcher if you can you know and i'll probably remind you again at the end rate and review give me a like subscribe i would appreciate that very 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 much Uh, i'll get back to that uh later but those are really what is next and i will continuously try and update you know there will be weeks where nothing happens you know because i Maybe I haven't worked on it or I've been busy with something else, but I want to be accountable and I want to, I want this podcast to hold me accountable. And I want to also, you know, show that work doesn't always happen. Progress doesn't always happen. And and that's, it could be bad if you're purposefully avoiding it and pushing it off forever and ever and ever, just because you're, you know, you're maybe scared, which I, I'm, I'm prone to do. I, I, I will fully own up to that, but, um, but it is okay. You did not for 100% 24-7 be, be on that. But that is, that's where I'm at as far as what is next and upcoming. And something I, I want to, and I'll ask my guests this as we, as we get them. But for me, it's how am I struggling? What am I struggling with right now? What is, what is, what is the main struggle that is, that is keeping me from telling my story? And it's one that we all face. It's, it's probably money. Uh, and it, it's because I can't not stress about that it, because uh, I can't not worry about money coming in Be, and, and it is adversely affecting my, my script writing uh, because I'm, I'm so focused on that. I'm sometimes, you know, I'm just so worried about it. I'm just checking my bank account. I'm, I'm wor- you know, I'm, I'm looking at job listings and you know, they're all kind of, they just 
depress me and wipe me out. And so I don't feel like doing anything. I'd rather just sit there on the couch and just keep, you know, stop looking at all the jobs that are sort of bumming me out that aren't calling me back or that are telling me they, they don't, that, you know, they're going to go in a different direction. Um, and, and so that just leads me to want to doom scroll on Twitter or look at pictures on Instagram, go through stories. And then that, you know, that opens up a different can of worms. Uh, because I, you know, I see people doing paid film work and being able to support themselves doing that, and I don't have that. But but although they shouldn't be, most of them shouldn't be, uh, unless those are non-union gigs. Uh, <laughs> as we're talking about strikes, but uh, I'm joking. Although I will tell on you, I'm. <laughs> if there's anything I am, it's it's a snitch, and I don't care about how, whatever kind of stitch you want to give me. I'm kidding. But but actually, if I if I did know someone's doing that, I am. I'm a Boy Scout, so I, not like the actual organization Boy Scout, lowercase b, lowercase s, like how Superman is the big blue Boy Scout. Just mean Boy Scout just means you're a good guy. Means you you're you know you're an upstanding little boy. Okay, you're an upstanding little man. You you know you have your hands on your hips and you say, hey, don't do bad. I don't know what that tangent was, but I kind of liked it. I'm just saying I'm a good boy, okay? Good guy. Good guy Garrett. Anywho, anyhow, many man of many monikers, we can call me. My work is being adversely affected, I think, by the the stress I am putting on myself to find something, finding a, a more steady source of income so that I can worry less and be able to, but still be able to do my work that isn't necessarily bringing in any money. That's where I was trying to go. I'm enjoying doing the podcast. We are we're we're going we're going strong. I I'm enjoying doing it, building that that base, that foundation, and I want to hear people's stories. That that's what you know. I've been I you know trying to post a lot on the social media pages because I want people to hear my story and I want them to feel like this is a place that they can come and tell their stories. One day I would think it would be awesome to have like a mailbag, have people be able to send in stuff when we, you know, to talk about their stories, but that's, that's stuff, you know, far down the road. I have people in mind, like I said, I hope to be able to bring on guests because I want to get more perspectives in. So that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm hoping to bring in some guests and I'm hoping, like I said, to get the video format. Uh, but I think that's going to do it for this week's installment. Uh, it was a fun one. A lot of different things talked about, uh, but that's going to do it for this week's episode of not just a guy. Thank you so much for listening. If you're listening on the podcatchers, please rate and review. And if you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Leave a comment as well. Anything that you related to in this episode, please, I would love to hear um, anything that, that caught your attention that you really enjoyed. I have been your host, not just a guy, the guy, Garrett Briones. Love what you do, people, because that is, that's what's going to get you through the struggles. Love what you do. And I will see you all next time play that beautiful music take care